Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Here, um, the governess is closing things down again, and that's all right. They can do what they do. But here's what I need to tell you about church, just so you have the facts. According to the governor's order, you can churches, houses of worship can stay open at 25% of fire capacity. All right? So you're fine. Don't you worry about any. Even if we got 100 in here, you're fine. All right? So don't you worry about that. My encouragement to you is this. If you want to be at church during this season, be here. Be here. All right? Be here. Don't, don't isolate yourself. We're not closing down. All right? With God's help, we're going to stay open through all of this. You are welcome here. In person is the best. But if you can't be here, then we have the live stream, and we want to welcome the folks that are on the live stream today. So God bless you. Thanks for coming today. It's going to be an interesting holiday season, but I'm going to tell you right now, it will not be a dark winter for you. It's not. I don't care who says it. I, I, I don't know who says it. Dad says it's for Joe. You know who. But that's okay. Listen, we've got a Bible that we read. You will have a bright winter, an exciting winter. We may even get some snow. You might, you might gain a little weight or lose a little weight. I don't know what's on your, your goal list, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. You're going to be healthy either way. Um, we, had, we had Veterans Day on uh, Wednesday, and I know we got a few veterans in the house again today. We just love y'all and thank you for your service uh, we, man, we wouldn't have the sacred right to vote without heroic folks like you, ladies and gentlemen, that, that have paid a price in blood and sweat and tears. So thank you to our veterans. I know we got two veterans here. Are there, well, there's a third. I got to get used to that. Irene is a veteran as well. So is her husband. We have any other veterans in the house from the armed services? Some people are like, I'm a veteran from the hood, bro. I came through the hood. And then they lapse into some Spanglers say, I'm a veterano. <laughs> All right, well, good, man. Praise God. We honor you, too. So welcome to Kingsgate Church. It's good to see everybody in the house. Is there anybody that it is your first time at Kingsgate Church on a Sunday morning? First time. First time. What is your name? What's your first name again? Martha. Welcome to Kingsgate Church. You have a familiar face. Who knows? Maybe I saw you at Walmart. Walmart never closed through any. They were closing churches and they had Walmart open. But anyway, Martha, God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you and your family. Martha Flores, you said? Welcome. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today, if you would, please. Good to have you today. Um, after church, look back into your left. There's a, a lovely redhead back into your left. Yeah, your other left. The lovely redhead right there. She's going to give you a little box it's a little gift for you, and if you'd fill out that card for us right after church, okay? Um, they can give it to you whenever they're ready, but we want you to fill that out for us today. Um, want to get into the Word, but once again, you stay strong and be careful how much news you listen to. It's getting bad now. The news is getting bad now. I don't care who you tune into. Someone did a a, a, a Twitter video, and I saw the video, and it's like the entire news networks of the nation are reading off of the same exact script. 
If you want that video, I'll send it to you. It's crazy. They're reading the exact same words. News, dozens of news networks are all saying the same thing. To me, that's, that's nerve-wracking. Why? Because that doesn't sound like freedom of speech to me. That's really weird. So you need to stay in the Word because when we say the same thing, it's going to be based on God's Word. Are you all with me? All right? Don't let anything discourage you. God is with you. He always has been. He always will be. And somebody say it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So today I get back into the inner workout. Somebody say the inner workout. This is important. We've taken some steps. Uh, we got into the fourth step last week. I'm going to repeat that one again. There's actually six steps. I told you a few weeks ago that Dad had brought this up, and I said, wait, say that again, man. I'm going to write this stuff down. These are good practical steps for believers, how to increase your faith how to draw closer to God, how to make it through tough times. How many of you have ever been through a tough time? Let's be honest. Raise your hand if you're honest. Okay. Yeah, you've been through some stuff. Talking to Dad this morning, he said, Man, I've been through all kinds of stuff. Crises around me, and we just keep going. We keep trusting God. We keep believing. Someone say, we keep believing. We keep believing no matter what. So we started off a couple weeks ago. And the first three steps, we're not going to put those on the screen. We're only responsible for three today on the screens. But the first three steps were see. Somebody say see. Someone say hear. Someone say say. Now, the beauty of these steps is you can't do any of them without engaging your brain. You have to think about them as you do them. Now, sometimes I know we passively see stuff and we're just like, Huh? Oh, what did I see? I was, you know, I was falling asleep or whatever. Well, we put them on the screen. We put scriptures on the screen so you can see it. I know not everybody reads the Bible in the same way. Some are on a Kindle. Some are on a smartphone. Some have a hard copy, right? Um, a book. But you need to be able to see the Word. And that's why we put the words on the screens, okay? That's why we put scripture on the screens. Before I get into our next set of steps today, after see, hear, and say, this is not up on the screens either today, but Psalm 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. The psalmist David, he, he was talking to God after he had committed a terrible sin, few few terrible sins, as dealing with the story of Bathsheba and her husband Uriah. Many of you know the story. Rough, rough tragedy of a story. But he called out to God, he repented, and Scripture said that despite his weaknesses, David was a man with a heart after God's own heart. So that's us. We've made mistakes, we've been through trials, we've dropped the ball, we've failed, but now guess what? This is our time to succeed. Somebody say, this is my time. Years ago, a man of God said this, and I will never forget. He said, even though it may not be your time, he said, it's your moment. It is your moment. All right? So a lot of things have happened this year. Now I love it. People go, well, you know, when something happens, they just, they just look at each other and go, well, it's 2020. Praise God. They may be saying that next year too, but your God is still on the throne. All right? So the inner workout. My first point today is repeat. I went over that last week. Now repetition is good. We've talked about repetition in workouts you know, just one push-up, that's not going to do it, is it? In the military, Dad, how many push-ups did y'all do? Can you count how many y'all did? <laughs> Thousands of push-ups. Y'all were doing all kinds of stuff in the military. And it's over and over and over and over again, isn't it, Irene? Over and over again. Why? 
Because when you repeat it, you get into that, get into that wonderful, beautiful head of yours, right? Maybe your mom said, man, you got a thick skull. But you got it in your head. That's what it's for, repetition. Say again, yeah, repeat it again. That's why I tell people I love them. Say, do you mean it? Yeah, I don't say it unless I mean it, but I tell people I love them. Why? So they can hear it. Many people were grown up, they grew up not hearing the words I love you. Say, I love you, man. I'm going to tell you enough until you believe that I love you. I'm going to tell you enough that God loves you until you believe that he loves you, right? So we repeat. Let's use this verse. We've been using it now probably over a month, but let's, let's repeat this verse. Isaiah 28.10. Check this out. This is speaking about God. He tells us everything. Somebody say everything. Over and over. One line at a time. One line at a time. A little here and a little there. Over and over again. Those who have studied martial arts or boxing or whatever, you know that there is lots of repetition. People say, I don't want to go to practice. Well, to get better, you got to go to practice. That's why basketball has practice. Football has practice. You show up. And you do it. Why? Over and over again, because practice makes better. Some say perfect. I know what they mean. But you get better and better as you practice. You can do it in your sleep. I remember back in the day when I worked at the bank. Um, June of 1994, I started working at the bank. It's now the City Hall. Back then it was United New Mexico, and Norwest Bank had just bought out United New Mexico. And I remember how slow I was when I first started counting money. Slow. I couldn't get a feel of it. I was, I even counted weird, like I would count a stack of fives. I remember I was there and I had the, the, the teller supervisor was training me. She was an older lady. She took me under her wing. <clears throat> I had favor with her. She said, Matt, count this stack of fives and tell me how many there are in there. So I counted them real quick and I said, uh, 28, I need to multiply that times five. What is that? She goes, no, that's not how you count fives. She said, you count as you go. See, that should be common sense, right? but I was counting the number of them. I said, man, that's silly. Well, I was 18. Who knows? I'm sure none of y'all were silly at 18, but y'all were fully arrived and fully mature and developed and grown all up. But I mean, I counted, and then she, she said, no, no, you count as you go. 5, 10, 15, 25, 35, 45, 55. Man, I was counting every day. He said, man, that's a basics. You can count. Yeah, I took pre-calculus and, and trigonometry in high school and geometry. He said, you should be able to count. Yeah, but there's a way of doing things, and it takes repetition. The simple counting. I'm telling you, after a few weeks, I was counting faster and faster and faster. My little paws were dirty. My hands are, you ever counted money for a while? Your hands get dirty filthy and the, the the teller ladies would tell me matt don't touch that face of yours you're gonna put that nasty stuff all over your face wash your hands that was before hand sanitizer i think i don't remember any hand sanitizer back then just i'd go to the restroom i'd have my tips of my fingers were just dark charcoal colored but it was over and over and over and over. Man, i remember i'd go to sleep at night i'd be counting money in my sleep repetition even Solomon said the activities of the day lead to dreams many times. Sometimes you dream. Man, you know, last night, you know what I heard? It's been everywhere. You know what I heard? I was falling asleep last night. Heard someone saying, man, they're stealing the election. <laughs> heard it too many times already. Somebody wise said, let go and let God, right? You, activity of the day. Some of you chopped wood. Some of you cooked. Some of you were mowing. Man, I've gone to sleep and mowed in my sleep, just mowing and cutting. You, repetition, though. You get better at it. So after a while, man, I was counting money so fast. I remember I left the bank. 
I worked in finance companies. He said, man, you were just showing off. Well, it was just the way I counted money after that. They'd hand me change. I'd count it out so fast, hand it back to them. And one guy told me one time in Spanish, he said, hey, mijo, you don't have to count so fast. And my boss said, no, that's how he counts. I'm like, I know we're not in a rush. You can stand here and talk all day, but I'm going to be done. <laughs> like a machine. Count it out. Right? Practice. Repetition. you got to repeat something. Many times we repeat something and we're not even sure we believe it yet. Have you ever done that? But that's okay. you got to start somewhere, huh? We say, oh, man, Scripture says that I'm, I'm healed. Sometimes, we, we are, sometimes the end of our word goes up into a, I'm healed? Is that a question? Or are you going Cali with it? You keep repeating. You keep repeating. He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time. A little here, a little there. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Look at this one. I love what the apostle said here. You can repeat what someone else does. You can repeat what the word says. Repeat what they do only if it's good and godly. Are you hearing me? A lot of parents over the years, you, you heard it. You've seen it. Maybe you experienced it. They said, hey, don't do what I do. Do what I say. That's, that's a tough, that's a tough. They're going to do what you do, actually. They're going to repeat it. They're going to repeat what you say, but they're going to repeat what you do, too. Remember I told you about my cousin Rocky? Anybody remember that? My cousin Rocky would come over to the house. I haven't seen him in years. I was a little boy. He'd come over to the house, and Mom said, oh, you've, your vocabulary has increased since you've hung out with your cousin. But you're using sentence enhancers now, and those are not good words. Don't repeat those. I heard them over and over again. I repeated. But I like what the Apostle Paul here says. He says, and you should imitate me just as what? I imitate Christ. All right? So people are watching you, sure, but we, you need to keep your eyes on Jesus. And no matter what, if someone fails you, you keep your eyes on Jesus and repeat what Jesus said. And you repeat what other people say and do if it lines up with God's word. Are you with me? I know people are always saying, I got to be me. Most folks that say, I got to be me out in the world, they're just like everyone else. Have you caught that yet? Oh, I got to be me. Oh, you're breaking all the same commandments. You talk like it, you sound like it, you look like it, you're doing all the same stuff. Everybody looks alike after a while. There's a trend now. And look, I'm not, I'm not giving anybody grief about this. This is just the fact. There's a trend now for now many years for different plastic surgeries. And that's okay. That's between people and God, right? I guess I could get hair plugs if I wanted, but y'all would think I was weird. Those always look weird, and I can spot them a mile away. I'm like, hair plugs, that's bad. He should have just been bald, right? Bad. But you see people that are having plastic surgeries after a while, and for some strange reason, they all start looking the same. Have y'all noticed that? There's something about them, and it looks, I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Are we clones? Come on now. We've talked about individuality, and let me tell you how you find yourself. You find yourself in God by repeating what he says to repeat, by doing what he says to do. I don't want to be like everybody else. Sure, you and I, we are united by faith. We worship the same God. There are, there are scriptures and the Bible and the Word. We're going to repeat all that, and we're going to live right all at once, but you're still going to get to be an individual. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. Scripture says that there are different parts to the body. 
You don't really think about your small, your little pinky until you smash it with a hammer, huh? You ever got an injury or you worked out so hard, you were sore somewhere, and you're like, I didn't even know I had a component there. People have worked out. They didn't know about that part of their body until it hurt. So here's my point. You fit in to God's kingdom. You are unique. You've been called to be an individual, but at the same time, you can be part of his will and his perfect word. You can say what God says and find yourself in him. So keep repeating. You repeat the steps that we've been talking about. See, hear, say, repeat, right? You repeat the word. You imitate and repeat good godly actions. And the enemy knows this. The enemy knows this. I'm telling you, I was, I was talking to you about that Twitter video that was a compilation of what news stations are saying. And they're all saying the exact same thing. They're putting up a unified front, and I believe God is going to deal with the media soon. All of them. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, all of them. God's going to deal with all of them. He's going to deal with truth and lies, and he's going to deal with them. And they will see. They will know that he is the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something right now. They're all on the same page. And you know what I've been hearing a lot? You can see it in this compilation. I saw this video compilation yesterday. Here's one phrase that stuck out. Everybody was saying it. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. They said that over and over and over and over and over again. They're saying it everywhere on every channel. What do you know about democracy? I like what Pastor Joel said years ago. He said some people, they, they don't even live right, and they start to talk about the Word of God and start to quote it. You know what we've talked about over the years. Say, man, people don't know the Bible, but you can find a guy in the hood or some guy working on the ranch or in the oil field. They don't know the Bible. You said, but they'll be the first ones to go, yeah, I know what the Bible says, right, preacher? The wives need to submit to their husbands. That's the only verse they know. I'm like, you unbelievable bonehead. That's all you got? Put that away. One man of God, Pastor Joel Stockstill, he said, put that sword away. You're going to cut yourself. Don't be throwing the word around. You don't know what you're doing with that. You don't even know how to use the sword. You're going to cut your own finger off, cut your own throat. Accidentally. And people, they're swinging the word like this. Repeat the word, but get to understand it and know it. Remember, part of my point in hearing last week was you want to hear and understand like the parable that Jesus gave. Hear it and say, God, help me to understand that word. I don't want to just cut myself with the word. The danger of the word is, and we've seen... We've seen godly people do this over the years. They know a little bit of the word, and they're cutting people with it. Be careful. The sword is supposed to cut, but it cuts both ways. When I preach to you, the word cuts me too. I'm not just throwing out a blade out there, right? We repeat the word, but we ask God to give us understanding. Not just be parrots. We want to hear and understand and say it so that we can repeat it. You should imitate me, the Apostle Paul said, just as I imitate Christ. Powerful. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Let's go to point two now. This was a challenge to me years ago. I used to even make fun of it. Write. For those of you who are journalers, you write stuff down, you have a journal, I think that's great. You put scripture in there, you put what God is speaking to you in there, that's great. I used to poke fun at that. I'm like, oh, he's, he's journaling Well, guess what, though? That is very, very powerful and scriptural. Let's go to Habakkuk 2.2. Not everybody's going to do it the same way. I know that. 
But look at, look at what the scripture said here. The Lord spoke to this prophet. He said, then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets. Write it down, right? So that a runner can carry the correct message to others. That's very interesting. One translation says, write down the vision so that he may run that readeth it. King James, all right? <laughs> King James. The Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. After all those, those years of making fun, you should see all of my preaching journals now. I have a volume library of all of the preaching and teaching I've done since before I became lead pastor in the English, since before me and Pastor Jen were promoted. Probably since 2010. I don't know. But I've got every... And people say, why don't you type it in a computer? You can do that. That's great. But I write it down. There's an there's a ancient connection for me to be able to connect with paper with my pen and write it down. I write other stuff to express myself. Now you're going to really laugh at me. Did you know when I get inspired, I write poetry? What? Pastor Matt? Oh, yeah. And I've taken some, some boxing training, but I still like to write poetry when I feel inspired. Used to be I would express myself when someone would pass away, I'd write a poem about them. It would help me cope. But I would always include scripture in it. And here's the message for you today. When you write stuff down, make sure you're writing down God's word. Some people are like, it's already written. Yeah, but you didn't write it down before. The word is written. Yeah, you write it down. Remember we've been talking about sticky notes and stuff? You do it. Put it on a sticky note. Do what you got to do. Man, I've got so many preaching journals now. People say, those are just your messages. Those are God speaking to me, and I get to share them with you. These are my journals now. Some people say, I don't use sticky notes. Use the note app in your iPhone or your Android. Write it down in a notebook. You've got to write it down. And when you write it down, guess what? You see it all over again, don't you? And sometimes as you write, I don't know if y'all do this, this can get irritating to other people. Sometimes I talk as I'm texting. That, that may be really foreign to y'all. But I'm like, yes. Or you are going. And I don't know why I do that sometimes. Not always. That's an annoying habit. Oh, well. That's okay. Some, have, you ever, have you ever mumbled to yourself as you're writing something down? That's helpful, actually, when it's the word. That's helpful when you've got to get something down. You're like... Lord, you're giving me something here. I, I found this. I, I researched it. I Googled it. I did what I did. And now I'm writing it down. Praise God. Get it down there. When you write it down, you, can, you know where you're headed next. Did you know years ago, behavioral scientists said, if you don't have a to-do list, if you don't write down your goals and your vision, you're never going to get there. But you have a tendency to fulfill the prophecy of your own writing many times especially if it's for good and it's for God, you write it down and say, man, my goals are, my goals are this, my goals are that. I remember one time, I think it was 2002, my brother had heard, I don't know, a guy that came to town and spoke. I think it was the guy that did chicken soup for the soul. Y'all remember those? And my brother told me about having goals and writing down a hundred of them. And I remember that summer I wrote down a hundred of them. And it's crazy how many things I began to accomplish off that list, even subconsciously you got to write it down. Somebody say write. That's right. You need to write it down. Write it down. Write it down. That's important. So we got repeat today. We got write. And you know I love this one. Let's go to number three. Do. Two letters that are very challenging for a lot of folks. Do. 
You know how it is, right? January rolls around. People have New Year's resolutions. Did you know a large percentage of those people that do New Year's resolutions, I believe it's up in the 90-something percent, they're done in under two weeks. Here's my philosophy. You got a re resolution? Start on it now. Don't wait. Don't wait till January. What's today? November what? 15th? Start today. Start right now. Start to do it. Let's, now let's do it from God's perspective. Let's go to James chapter 1, verse 19. James 1, 19. I'm going to read you this text. I really like this text. One of my favorites. It's for all of us. This text hits me hard. Even yesterday I was writing this down. And I was praying over it, and I said, man, this is so powerful, so poignant, so persuasive, <laughs> so unforgettable. Look at this. It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Now, James is writing to believers. Somebody say, he's writing to believers. Uh-huh. He's writing to believers. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen. God's working on me in that area. I'm a talker. Sometimes I'm still talking. I'm like, no, I'm listening. And my wife's like, no, you were still talking. I was like, can I do both at the same time? No, it's, it's hard to do that. Someone said that's why you got two ears and one mouth, right? You can listen more than you speak. And God's working on me in that area. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak. That doesn't mean you got to speak slowly. All right? <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I was on the phone with my brother, and he was telling me a story about... He was going to use my truck, and this is my brother now. So hear me, okay? We're very close. We, we go a ways back, right? We've known each other personally 40 years. He's about to be 40. And he was telling me a story, and I don't know if he got distracted or was looking for a parking space. And he was meandering, and he was telling, and finally I, he kept going, and I go, John, John. He goes, what? And I go, never mind. I'm not interested anymore. And he goes, what? What do you mean? I go, John, you're taking forever. I go, never mind. I don't care. I don't care anymore. And he laughed. I'm not usually like that. And I, I did that because I know my brother laughs. He laughs at attitude, and I give him that sometimes, but he just laughed. And then he tried to, we talked about something else. And then he had someone come to his vehicle, was talking to him. I could hear their whole conversation. And the guy's going, hey, yeah, we're going to do this. And doing all this, and I'm all, I'm all, what? What? I hung up. I said, okay, bye. Bye. If, I, if it was old school, I would have went, boom. I said, bye. And I just went about my business. John calls me and goes, oh, sorry, man. I got involved, and I made fun of it a little bit. And he goes, yeah, a guy came up. He wanted to do an interview. I said, that's great. But then we're talking. He goes, oh, yeah, what I was telling you. I go, John, you forgot. I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> he laughed again. I said, let's just talk about something else. You, were, you couldn't. He goes, no, let me tell you. All jokes aside, we need to be, I love this quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry, okay? That's a freebie this morning. We're going somewhere. You got to do to get there, but let's, let's go on to the next verse. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. That's for all of us, man, that is. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Where do you get in your anger, usually? Let's just be real. If anger, it could be big trouble, but, you know, if you use anger and irritation to set a boundary that you've been needing, I understand. But you need to still forgive people, right? Don't just walk in anger. Look at what, look at what the apostle here says. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. Wow. And humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts 
For it has the power to save your what? Your souls. This is an interesting text because these folks are already saved, but he's dealing with the soul realm now, isn't he? He said your souls, your mind, your will, and your emotion. Your spirit was saved, but God's word, it saves your spirit and it can save your soul if you work on it. Let God work in these areas of decision making and feelings, right? you got to let God work, though. It has the power to save your souls. Next verse. Don't just listen to God's word. Is somebody here today? You, you folks on the live stream, right? Everybody in the house. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. I love how this translation is written. Otherwise, you're only fooling whom? Oh, no, I'm fooling other people. No, you're just fooling you. You're fooling you. I believe it's in the book of Obadiah. There's a prophecy going on in there. And they're speaking to a certain people group. It says, the pride of your heart has deceived you. Everybody else, they, they've, they've watched. They know. They know what's fake. They know what's fake. But you've deceived yourself. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Look at this now. We're going to get into some real good stuff. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. Who looked in a mirror this morning? I think I did. I? Yeah, I did. See what I mean? You for, we're going to get somewhere with this. You ever looked at the mirror, you walk off and come back and you go, man, why, am I keep, why do I keep looking in the mirror? You weren't thinking about it. You weren't really paying attention. If you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. Next verse. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. You ever looked in the mirror and missed something? I've looked in the mirror and my wife's like, you got something weird right there. Get that off right there. What is that? I'm like, I don't know. Why didn't I see that? I wasn't paying attention. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. Many times you look in the mirror. This is going somewhere. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, God's word. Someone say God's word. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. But look at this. Is that, is that it? That is it. Okay. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Eventually, we got to stop talking and do something. You know, at the, time, the time for talk and cheap measures and half steps, it comes to an end at some point, right? I had a buddy who said, and this guy was hardcore. He, he had great genetics too, but he, he loved to work out. This was years ago. He said he would get workout partners, and they'd go work out at 5 in the morning. Some of y'all are hardcore like that. I, that's not me, praise God, but maybe someday when I'm older. I don't know. But I like to get up and work out. You know, I like to work out. But this guy said, man, he'd be, he'd be at the gym at 435. He'd get a new workout partner, and, they'd, you know, it's a social event. They're like, hey, man. Hey, did you hear about what? Yeah, man. Yeah, but not working out. And he said after a while he'd have to tell his partners, hey, man, can we talk while we work out? I didn't, I didn't meet here at 5 in the morning to talk. And people, it's funny, man. People, a lot of guys go, oh, no, women, women, they're gossipers. Oh, man, have you ever seen guys at the gym? Please. Humans are gossipers. Men are like, dude, did you hear about that? Oh, man, it's crazy. One rep every 15 minutes. Come on, man, it's time to do something. And I know I'm a talker. 
I used to work out with Barry and my brother years ago, and they'd have to keep me going. Once I'm going, I love it. I, you know, once I'm there, let's do some reps. That's great. Even though reps get old to me, but I'm there with folks, and we were working out. Great. And we're in the rhythm, and we're going, oh, man, you're strong. You're doing better, this and that. But we can't just talk forever about everything else, right? My grandpa had some really, really wise, amazing sayings. And one of his wise sayings, this was my, this was my grandpa Senna. You ready? He said, hey, buddy, if you're going to do it, then do it. Y'all with me? Y'all are waiting for the wisdom in that, huh? But that's it. Self-explanatory. He'd say, you're going to do it, then do it. He'd say, or what the heck? I remember Grandpa was 80-something. He goes, you're going to climb on the roof with me at the church. We need to go check on the air conditioner. I was like, oh, he goes, you ever climbed on a ladder, buddy? He, you know, Grandpa just had a way of, are you man enough? He's throwing out the gauntlet all the time. I was like, I'll climb up the ladder backwards. Yeah, right. I didn't do that. But Grandpa was fearless, man. He's 80-something. He says, come on, Mijo, let's get on the roof. We got to go check it out. You're coming with me. I said, I got in the last word. Like always, I said, yes, sir. And that, that was how Grandpa was, is let, and he wasn't a big talker, but he's, he was like, let's not just waste time talking. Scripture says everyone says what a great friend they are. But here's my version of it. Few prove it, right? We were just talking. I remember one time we had a guy. His name was Fred. He was from a place called San Patricio. It's between, uh, San Patricio is between Roswell and Riadoso. And Fred was a genius, in his own mind. He could do everything and you never saw him do anything. He was cool. You remember him, don't you? I'm not going to say his last name just in case he has some distant family out here. But man, he, I, he went with my dad and I don't know what he was doing there, but he went on a road trip with my dad. We were at my grandparents' house and we were all meeting. We went in different cars, I guess. And he stood there and he was telling my grandpa Treadwell what a great mechanic he was. And he told him, man, his training and what he fixed and what he did. And that guy left, and Grandpa said, man, if he would have done a fraction of what he said he could do, we would have fixed that vehicle. All he did was talk. All talk. Eventually, we've got to stop talking and just move. I like, I like what the military says. It's go time. Now is the time. It's time to do it. Are you with me? You do the word now. You say, man, I'm asking the Lord for patience and love and all this. Why don't you just love somebody? Why don't you just choose to be patient in this situation? Say, I can't choose. Yeah, you have a will. You can choose. Somebody say, I can choose. You can. Uh-huh. And so I repeat what we've gone over today is let's start from the beginning. Last week was see, hear, and say, right? And the week before, see, hear, say. And then now we have repeat. Someone say repeat. Uh-huh, repeat it over and over again. You're repeating the word repeat. That's great. The irony is amazing. Number two, write. Someone say write. Yeah, get involved. Get actively involved in it. Number three, now you really step out and you got to do it. Somebody say do it. Uh-huh, eventually you got to just do something. You know how many times I've gotten phone calls from people? I didn't even call them. I get a phone call out of nowhere, and they say, hey, Pastor Matt, what time's church tomorrow? I thought they knew. 
already. But then I, you know, 10 a.m. And they say, okay, man, I'll be there. And I'm thinking, okay, you called me. I don't see him. Wonder why. Scripture says the spirit is willing, right? But the flesh is weak. You know how many times I had to struggle to get out of bed in the morning? Oh, man, I'm not naturally a morning person. I can train myself into it. I'm much better now. But, man, I'm telling you, it was so hard to get out of bed in the morning. I could set the alarm clock. They'd say, set the alarm way on the other side of the room. Some people slept through it. There's people, they just sleep through it. And it, it, it annoyed me, but I'd stumble out of bed to the other side of the room and turn it off and go back and lay down in bed. One lady was on Shark Tank, and you know what her invention was? This wasn't the thing she was pitching to the sharks. Y'all have heard of Shark Tank? She had an invention that it was some kind of weird, fuzzy, widget-looking alarm clock, and it would jump off the nightstand in the morning and bounce around the room, and you had to chase it. You remember that, baby? Genius! I thought that would have frustrated me so bad, and I'd be up and mad and trying to kick that thing. Can you imagine? It's bouncing around the whole room. Whatever it takes, it's time to do something. Whatever it takes, it's time to do. Somebody say it's time to do. Uh huh. And as you do, you're going to grow. And you follow these steps, you're going to grow. Why? Say, why do I have to do that? Because the spirit is willing. Your spirit man, your spirit woman was born again the moment you said, I accept Jesus, I believe he's my Lord and my Savior, and your soul said, we'll see what we do with this. Your mind, your will, and your emotions fought you ever since. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It means you need to renew your mind. You need to exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. To me, that's a great part of the divine exchange. After the cross, that is a great part of the divine exchange. He gave him his perfect self for our sin and our sickness and our weakness and everything else. But then at some point, you've got to also exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. Are y'all still with me? It's time to do it. It's time to go. So today we say repeat. Someone say repeat. Right? And someone say do. Oh, two letters that are so heavy for most people. Just got to do it eventually, right? You can do it. It's time. And I, I love what the leader of Israel said. I'm, I'm going to close with this. I, lo I love what Benjamin Netanyahu said. It's been close to 10 years ago. He was speaking at the United Nations. And he said, wait. To those who say wait, I say for what? He said, oh, yeah, others who say we're going to do it. He says, my question is when? Why not now? Scripture says today is the day of salvation. Today. Yesterday, it's gone. Let yesterday be part of your testimony, not part of your sob story. Let yesterday be God delivered me, man. I made it through. I barely scraped through. I didn't do good, but God's with me, and here I am now. Today is your testimony, and tomorrow you've got to look ahead to what God has promised. Tomorrow's in his hands, but you've got to prepare and be ready. It's time to repeat, write, and do. It's time to get those minds renewed because years later you go, why am I still struggling with the same thing? You didn't practice. You didn't practice. You've got to practice what God has given you. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today. Is there anybody in the house who says, Pastor Matt, I need to make sure I am right with God? 
either need to accept Jesus for the first time or you need to re recommit your life to God. Is there anybody in the house who says, by lifting their hand, they said, would you pray with me, Pastor Matt? And I'm going to pray with everybody. Raise your hand today. I'm going to pray and we're going to believe. Say, man, I need to make sure I'm right with God. Anybody in the house? Just to make sure. I don't know who all's watching today. But we're going to pray as a family. And everybody in here, please repeat with me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Say, Heavenly Father. Those on the live stream, repeat with us. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. And because I believe your word, I'm going to do your word. I'm not just going to hear it. I will do it. Cleanse me. Forgive me. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. So please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood. I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. That is my faith. That is my confession. And that is my prayer. Now say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, save me from myself, from this world, and save me from hell. I believe. I am now a child of God by faith in Jesus' name. I want everybody to look at me real quick, and I'm going to pray one more prayer. If any of these points stuck somewhere in your soul today and they meant something to you, any of these points, I want you to raise your hand right now. Say, man, that was for me. There was something in there for me. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to get ready to go. All right? Right where you are. Let's pray again. Let's unite our faith as the people of God. You are the body of Christ. Lord, I speak your hand of grace and might over your people. Scripture says in Psalms that you open your hand and every living thing is satisfied. I also believe that we always say God's hand is on them. That means we believe your grace is on us and you are not done with us. Your grace, Lord God, is your, your empowerment to do right. Your grace is your mercy as well. But right now we're talking about your empowerment to do right. Even as you have mercy on us, we need your help to do what's right. Lord, we believe we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There was something said today, last week, the week before, something in your word that it poked at our hearts today. It reminded us of something that you've called us to do already. It, it, it repeated something that, that, that was worth repeating. Lord, whatever that is, I thank you that your word has fallen on good ground today. We don't want to just be hearers. We want to be doers. We thank you for that, Heavenly Father. We give you glory and honor and praise, and we trust your name, your holy name. We can't do it without you, Father God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace and your help in time of need. Thank you for your presence. We honor you today, God, and I thank you for your people today. Your hand of grace is upon them to do what you've called them to do. And may they hear your voice clearly. Not just me speaking up here, but Lord, may they confirm everything in your word for their personal and individual lives, God. Whatever it is you've called them to do, you're a God of plan and purpose and design. And we thank you for that. May we obey your will and your word always. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, Amen.